0: Hello, and welcome to another weekly segment in Arguing is the Name, Knowledge is the Game. This topic will be going over evidence and fallacies, and the article that I was read this week that I felt that covered over these terms uh, very properly would be the Mike Kelly article. In his article, he spoke about logos and pathos and what makes a, an uh, appeal towards emotion fallacious or what fallacies can be found in one in simple terms logos being obviously appeals with logic in an argument and pathos being appeals towards emotion i personally think that logic is more important than an appeal towards emotion but i did also find it very interesting in his article that he broadened his points while using some quotes from uh, philosophers such as aristotle to back his um in his backing and i found that was really really interesting uh so to start on page five, uh, quote: Argumentation theory should thus pay attention to how speakers use the rationality of emotions, and above all, it should be able to describe how they justify such assessments. So, my takeaway from this: I believe that uh, bringing someone's emotion into question is another way to bring a rebuttal in an opponent's argument. For example, questions such as this: Is that what you believe? Does this situation anger you? You feel passionate on your stance? These are the kind of questions that I believe that you would want to contest the rationality of your opponent's emotion in an example of an argument. Um, and it's an example of a productive tension that you would be testing. You'd be testing their conviction while simultaneously trying to see if their argument is reasonable and not clouded. And one thing that uh, was also brought up about emotions in argument is that uh, on page four, He uh, said this, quote, um, emotions can be assessed as more or less rational, independent of their impact and choice of belief, which is important because when you use appeals towards emotion, you are basically trying to influence people and their uh, emotions, which would then um, affect their actions and beliefs. But that's not always the case. Um, Like, for example... On uh, page six, rhetoric not only teaches us emotions have cognitive effects, but also, cr- and crucially, they have cognitive Origins, Emotions are sources of variations of judgment. And this article was an interesting way to broaden a rather simple topic. Pathos being more than just stating that emotions affect the audience and their decisions. Mike Kelly recites the scientific ways it's broken down from philosophy. For example, um, he quotes from Aristotle in his paper on pity. Uh, Number one, judging if someone's misfortune is undeserved when you are t- analyzing their emotion. And number two, if said misfortune is not unlikely to fall on oneself. So he quotes Elster's terms, emotions are shaped in the mind and depend on the evolution of a situation and the rest on the set of beliefs ...and judgments regarding a situation. So in my terms, emotions are controlled by oneself and depending on how I would shape a situation, I would react accordingly. For example, this is how I believe this can be applied. I look at things with a fighter mentality. In a situation when I have a large workload that seems overwhelming, if I look at it as something that I can attack and defeat... I can form a plan of attack, so to speak, so that I can complete my tasks. And the emotional state for me uh, to be would be calm. If I were to persuade someone that I, the workload is something that I can handle, I would appeal to their concern and argue that I can with confidence. And I would lead them to believe my argument. If I were stressed and I was visibly shown that this bothered me, it wouldn't be as believable. So this really got me thinking about ways you could persuade someone by using emotion, which um, was one of my concerns, actually. One of my concerns being what would be the fine line between uh, appealing to emotion and manipulation, which then gets into the fallacy. For example, um, let's see here on page 11. Uh, He quotes, potential fallacies lie in the contextual uses of emotions, uh, excuse me, in the contextual uses of emotional appeals, but not in the very essence. And here's what I believe. Appeals to emotion become fallacious when reasonableness in an argument is clouded and eventually manipulated to persuade your argument, which again, to recall productive tensions violates reasonableness. So there's nothing wrong with appeals to emotion, which was um, the whole point of this article, was to show the uh, good and bad ways that appeals c- to emotion can be used. And it actually broadened my horizons here. I personally would always go for logos. Logic would normally trump emotions because facts are usually the main driving point of an argument. But it's it's hard to deny that it, when it comes to an appeal of when you use an appeal of emotion while using backing and soundness, there is nothing really wrong with it as long as you don't violate any fallacies and it is reasonable and sound that um, the general audience can agree. So that's a main takeaway that I took away from this article in Fallacies, and I really enjoyed how it basically broadened my horizon on pathos more than logos.